So when you looked at the infertility cases, you looked at 30% of the cases can be attributed to the women, 30% to the men, and the rest a combination of the two. Mm. Wrap your head around that. So yeah. why wasn't why isn't the conversation around men's health happening? Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Medela and March of Dimes. Recently, I teamed up with Medela and March of Dimes to host a panel talking about how dads create family-friendly workspaces while supporting parenting and work-life integration. My guests on the panel were Jeff Castillo, Malcolm Newsom, and David Holstein. Jeff Castillo serves as the Executive Vice President of the Americas for Medela. Malcolm Newsom is not only a children's book author, he is also an expert in the cybersecurity industry. And David Holstein is the Chief Revenue Officer over at Neocall. We spoke about their experience about how they create friendly workplace environments in their jobs and also how they do this at home, too, by supporting their family and spouses. We even touch upon some difficult topics that any parent does not want to go through when we talk to David and Malcolm about losing a child. The conversation that all four of us have is definitely a must-listen. In this podcast, we talk about how men and dads can be advocates to create a family-friendly workplace. Plus, they share their experience and how they balance family work and life. Make sure you check out this very special episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast over at my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Artie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have Joni Hanson-Davis. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, Joni. How are you doing? So great to be here. Can't wait to chat with you. Yeah, looking forward to chatting with you about the great company that you founded, uh, Belly. We're going to be talking about something that maybe guys don't think about when they're starting a family or looking to have you know kids with their partner. About it's all it's all you mostly focused on women, but this time we're going to be talking about what men can do and how they can be the best dad they can possibly be when they're trying to have a kid. So we'll get to that in a second. But let's talk about your motherhood journey. When you found out you were going to be a mom, what was kind of going through your mind? Well, gosh, I mean, if you think about one event that happens when you find out you're going to be a parent, everything goes through your head. It's excitement. It's fear. It's, you know, uh, am I prepared? Am I not prepared? Am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Right? Because I think for me, my wellness journey, like what I care about, what I eat, what I put on my skin, what I put in my body started the day I became, I found out I was pregnant. Um, so I think that's when parenthood, it probably begins before that, I would say, but that's really when you, you're like, wow, I'm responsible for another life. It's probably more important than my own, right? Am, am, am I going to do the right thing? So yeah, it runs the gamut. It's it's definitely an interesting time, but it should be a super fun, right? Exciting time. But I think that's also where knowledge is power, um, right? <laughs> and we try and do a lot of things to to become experts in as many things as we can in a short amount of time. No doubt. Great answer. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I think it's really cool for you to start your own business. You're the founder mm-hmm. of your own company. And it's a great way to teach your kids like you can go your own way. You can make your own path, which you have done brilliantly. So talk a little bit about the values that you're looking to instill into them as they're growing up. That is a great question and something I've thought about a lot because I started Belly in 2018, well into my career. So, right. So, and I think both um, my husband and I are very entrepreneurial in spirit, even though we both have worked at really big companies, we've both kind of done our own thing. We've both kind of run the gamut in terms of what we've done. But the main thing we've done from the beginning 
is we always included the kids in our conversation. So we redid our basement downstairs. It's kind of this big rec room. We turned one entire wall into a whiteboard and we'll take the kids down there and we whiteboard everything and they use it. They've listened to us. And my daughter, um, who's in college right now, she wants to start her own business. And she's like, mom, it's because you and dad always brought us into the conversations. And I believe they're super articulate. Like, and I know a lot of parents do this, but I think the one thing I think of is they're, they're so smart from the get go and they're sponges. And so include them, like treat that, you know, talk to them um, about things that are thoughtful, um, bring them into the conversations. Like, you know, because I think I'm seeing now, right. Having been the benefit of having a 20 year old is to say, I've, you know, she, she recognizes that. And she's, she, she appreciates the fact that we brought her into those conversations. And now I feel like she, she feels like definitely much more prepared to enter the workforce. I love that. And the idea that you guys have the whiteboard down there and, and the yes. fact that she said like you included us, that's, uh, that's so great. And that can almost lead to the the top the the question of like a mom hack or a piece of advice, but I want to kind of flip the script. So the stuff that you and your husband are teaching your kids, what is something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a parent? Oh, you know, that's that's interesting because this is the first thing that came into my head. So I'll share it with you. My kids look at me and they'll go, You are the like the hard mom, the mom who's just like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. You know, you get out there and you go get it right. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, much like that where my husband, even though he's very much, you know, a a career successful person, he's the fun one. So when they go and explain us now, they're like, you're the hard one, right? You're the one that taught us (laughs) to be, you know, to get it done and go get it and chase your dreams. And then dad's over here, like, let's go climb a mountain and let's go be right. So I really think that um, they figured that out, not me. Um, But that really became a balance for us between the the two of us is that I gave them something they're recognizing. He's giving them something and it's kind of making them more well-rounded. And I love that. I love that because I'm not, I like to think of myself as fun, but I'm not the more free flowing, you know, let's go jump off a mountain type deal and, you know, see where the wind takes us. But that's been, um, I think, something that's been interesting for me to learn as a parent, um, just the role I play and and the role I, you know, I don't play (laughs) in in a lot of cases. So that's been an interesting journey for me. That's great because there's similarities. My wife and I, like, she's the one that's kind of serious. I'm the one that you know, joke around, but then there's certain other things where I'm very routine based, mm-hmm. I guess. And mm-hmm. so I, I just to calm your nerves, I think that there are certain aspects that your kids probably think you're better at in, in terms of fun and entertainment than your husband. I'm just guessing because in, in my household, the same like same thing. If I'm uh, traveling somewhere, it's like, oh, we went to this or we had dessert or blah, 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 like on a weeknight or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, the, you know, the cats away, the mice are going to play type of thing. So there are probably things that your kids uh, like think of you as having more fun than, than your husband, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm just thinking I'm the one to take him to dessert. I'm the one to, you know, kind of, yes, for sure. There's nice. definitely mixed, but I think when you kind of put those big generalizations together, that's where I'm coming out on the end of the spectrum. No doubt. But I love the balance though, too. And that's a great way to show that, you know, opposites can attract, but opposites can also be beneficial in a relationship where there's certain things that I might be struggling at that my wife can ace and then vice versa. So I think that's another great thing from the whiteboard to like, you know, balancing each other out is fantastic. Piece of advice or mom hack that you'd offer to new parents, what would it be? 
so this was interesting. We decided like when we had kids, like the first one I found very hard. Like I didn't know what to do. It was crying. You know, we just did anything we could to make it work. Right. And it always works out, you know, no matter, no matter what, what happens, like you figure out, you figure out parenthood. But we just decided that we, if we wanted to go to a restaurant, we were going to teach our kids how to be in a restaurant. We traveled a lot. We took them on airplanes. Like they, you know, they were on airplanes their first, you know, month they were born. And, and you know what? They learned how to be on an airplane and how to behave. They learned how to go to a restaurant and they learned how to behave. They weren't unruly. Right. And it was just our natural part of our life. So I don't think you have to stop doing what you're doing. Or go, I can't go to a restaurant. The kid's going to scream. <laughs> You know, if, if the if the baby did, one of us would leave, right? But I think it was important to us to still, you know, this is how we want to live our life. So therefore, the kids are going to come along with us, which we take our kids everywhere. Um, and but they're going to learn how to behave. They're going to learn how to, you know, to talk to adults. They're going to learn how to sit in a restaurant and not scream. I mean, it's not perfect. They're babies. You know, it is what it is. But I do think that enabled us to do more as we got older because we'd take them out. We take them on trips and you know, it just became something that they were used to because that's what we kind of ingrained in them from an early age, I guess. That that's a great piece of advice. Like life experience for your kids at certain at like early ages will let them learn how to adapt and how to, you know, find their own path, just like you and your husband. So that's I love mm-hmm. that. Speaking about finding your own path, like we mentioned, starting up belly based on your own experience with your pregnancy, you know, I have spoken to men um and women uh, on the show about, you know trying to have a child and everybody's has their own journey. And I think your story is uh, obviously unique. And I think a lot of people are appreciative of you starting up belly to help people be at their best to uh, look to, you know, start out a family, but talk a little bit about the inspiration to start up belly. Yes. Well, as I said, when I started to have babies is really where I began my wellness journey. And I really started to care about the food I bought, the food I made, um, the skincare I put on my body, the skincare I put on my children's like sunscreen was a big thing for me and probably still is. I still think that's an industry, but, you know, I looked at it and, you know, um, a lot of my friends were going through these journeys, right. And our goal is all the same, but everybody's journey is very different in terms of, you know, your path to parenthood. Um, and a lot of people were, were, you know, having kids a little bit later in life because we were all super career oriented and, And so that just brought up some different types of questions and fertility care and what should I do? And, you know, when I looked at this market and because I'd become this kind of wellness guru of my neighborhood, um, just completely amateur, right? But they're like, what should we take? And I'm like, ew, this, you know, this, and I think the supplement market, um, good or bad, right around whether you love it or not, it's, it's a very, when you're going through the pregnancy journey, it's a very integral part of your wellness plan. And when I looked at the vitamins out there and looking at my own journeys and I'm like, I, we trust so much what we put in our body and it's actually not a very clean industry. Mm. Right. And so when you're putting something in your body, you're swallowing it and you're expecting it to work in a certain way and to do good for you. And then you realize what you're putting in your body is really probably not the best source of the nutrient. Maybe it's, not the the best um, quality. You don't know where it's being manufactured. You know, do you trust that that chain, that supply chain of wh- what's going into your vitamins? And the answer I had was a big fat no, um, right? And so 
I'm like, oh, let me take a little bit of a look into this. And when I looked into it, I realized that in the prenatal market, those formulas, like if I went and I looked at the top 10 selling uh, prenatal vitamins on Amazon, not one, not one met current guidelines. Wow. And these formulas, some of these formulas were 30 years old. And so like, what what is happening here? Like, why isn't anybody paying attention to this? We spend moms, dads, a majority of our lifetime thinking about, um, right, being a, becoming a parent, yeah. trying to become a parent. You are a parent, right? It's a majority of our life. Why isn't somebody really thinking about, you know, this part of the journey and, and our wellness is part of it because our reproductive years are the majority of our life, right? So when I looked at it and I'm like, okay, what could we do here? And I wor started working with formulators. I had nine different formulators. I'm like, what do you think of this? What should we do here? And um, I'm like, wow, I really think we're onto something here. But that's what really led, because we didn't set out to do a men's product, but that's really, really where we looked at the research in the market. And every time we looked at a women's nutrient, like, oh, super, you know, um, folate for women, it would mention men. And we're like, wait, so, you know, there's this idea that, that there's also nutrients that men should be really caring about taking and nobody's talking about it. And that was really our aha moment. And so we, we formulated a men's product, we formulated our women's product and we're like, Hey, you know what? We can do a much better job because this is a very, very big part of our lives. It's not being addressed. That, yeah. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. Cause I think sometimes a lot of people will just go to Amazon being like, Oh, customer reviews. Yeah. It looked like it was good or, you know, and they don't kind of, I think now mm -hmm. sometimes we live in that society where we don't do our own research. We kind of like go to the people that we might be like, Oh, I kind of trust and, and go there, but they don't honestly do the research, especially for something as important as starting a family. And I know mental health is kind of getting out there where people are starting to talk about it. it and it's still kind of a struggle in, in, in different circles of men that, uh, that I'm in that were like, will have issues talking about mental health. But another mm -hmm. thing too is like the only, and I'm not trying to make a joke. I think the only thing when I was, my wife and I were looking to start a family, the only joke or the only thing I would hear would be like, oh, I'm putting on my own pregnancy weight. I'm eating ice cream with my wife because <laughs> she's got the cravings and all that, right? <laughs> and there was never, until I saw, I came across your company, there was never, I never saw anything. And I, you know, work in this parenting space too, where it's like, there's mm -hmm. not that like, supplement or vitamin to help men as they prepare to have a family to, you know, go along the journey with their partner. Talk about like how you're trying to change the narrative where it's not just about women, it's men that need to also make sure that they're in their top shape to, you know, make sure that they're going uh, in the right direction and, and, you know, planning that great foundation to start a family. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's gone from, I mean, when we launched our men's um, it was 2019 and um, we call it a men's prenatal and the amount of scoffs I would get, like men don't need to do anything. Right. And every amount of time we had a conversation about women's fertility and men weren't mentioned. Let's, let's get to some honest stats here, right? Men are 50% of the pregnancy equation, 50% DNA from the women, 50% from the men. If your sperm is not strong enough to preserve your DNA, a pregnancy will not occur. Let, let's just, let's just, that's the fact, right? <laughs> yeah. Sperm health, right, is linked to pregnancy outcomes. Sperm health is linked to miscarriage. In some cases, if recurrent miscarriage, yep, you can really look at the sperm, 
and the fact that the probably the DNA was not preserved. It was fragmented. Okay. Right. Um, and here's, um, so when you looked at the infertility cases, you looked at 30% of the cases can be attributed to the women, 30% to the men, and the rest a combination of the two. Mm. Wrap your head around that. So yeah. why wasn't, why isn't the conversation around men's health happening? And when you, when you look at it here, here guys is the good news, right? There are modifiable lifestyle decisions you need to, must to, should be taking when you're considering to start a family, whether it's your first, your second, your third, whatever it may be, um, which is your health, right? Um, so, so when women, when we, you know, we're like, hey, we're so excited. We're going to try to have a baby now, right? We go see our OBGYN, who we've had a relationship with since we were in our teens, right? So we have that resource and your OBGYN will say, hey, you need to get healthy. You need to start taking a prenatal and then come back, you know, if you have any issues like a year later, right? So we're off and we're like, oh my gosh, this is such an exciting time. Well, who do guys go to? No one. <laughs> nope. You, you kind of just show up to the whole, you know, baby making process, right? I'm here. <laughs> right. You're here. What do I do? This is so fun. Um, but right. So, so we've been talking a lot with, you know, what do guys do? Right. And you know what? You should be talking to your primary care. Um, you should be talking to, you know, if you have any type of concern or maybe you just want to know, am I okay? You go, you know, find a urologist who specializes in men's health. Let me say that again, right? Go see your primary care. Go see if you, if you feel like you want to see a specialist or have any kind of concerns at all, go find a male urologist who specializes in men's health. That's so important. If you do those things, the first thing they're going to tell you is get healthy, Mm. right? If you have some weight issues, change your weight, right? Lose your weight, um, diet, make sure you have a, a, a healthy diet. Um, don't smoke, moderate your drinking, um, exercise. Like I know that's basic, but it's not just about putting on, you know, exchanging your tidy whities for some boxers. Like that is just, you know, kind of old thinking, right? We've got to <laughs> modernize this space um, and just say, these are modifiable lifestyle decisions you can in your power make. Like we talk a lot about um, like sports supplements and, you know, and if you're doing CBD or smoking weed, like that is all detrimental to your sperm. And so um, when you're going to show up to the equation and, and this is your legacy, this is your DNA you're passing along and you're not just passing along hard-coded DNA, you're passing along genes for um, weight. You're passing along genes for um uh, for maybe even diabetes or something else down the road. So your goal should be, this is your baby, right? Is to bring the best genes you can to the equation. And so doing what you can to get your, you know, to get your body healthy is what you should be doing to show to show up to that equation. And, you know, you know, it's not rocket science on that side when you talk about your health and what you should be doing to, to make sure you're healthy because your, your sperm health has a direct correlation to your overall health. Um, right. So if you're not healthy, your sperm's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, you can just look at it very basically that way. So, you know, while you're starting this journey and kind of getting your body, you know, ready for that trying to conceive journey, those are the things that you must and should be undertaking at least at a minimum. 
Fantastic, Joni. I, pr- I appreciate you sh- shedding light on that because, you know, you, you you made that comment about like, oh, go from tie your wives to boxers. I think that was the only like, you know, the urban legends like, oh, you know, you got to wear, you got to switch your you know underwear. And like, and again, I know I'm like trying to make, make a joke, but like, there's a lot of things where we don't as men, especially when it comes to pregnancy, especially when it's like pregnancy, you immediately think of women, they're going to go to, you know, their doctors and all that other stuff. But the idea of like, men should go to their own doctor and being like, mm-hmm. hey, do you think I should see a urologist? Do you think this would be a great idea? And the fact that like, you know, you mentioned the supplements and all the things like the CV, there's so many things that are being thrown out at us now more than ever. We got like our phones and we're like, oh, you know, try this. You feeling mm-hmm. tired? Try this. You're doing all, like, all of these things, but we're trying to take like the easy way out. And I feel like with belly, it's like you guys are trying to promote a healthy lifestyle and your vitamins and supplements are pushing you in the right direction to like be the best you can be. So with your experience and now that you've, you know, have talked to both men and women, especially on the men's side, what have you seen that, you know, I, I you know, whether it's working out and you do like, you know, they always say like when people trying to make resolutions, it's like, all right, you know, if you do it for more than two weeks or three weeks, it becomes a routine. You find a way to like keep on working out. Like I've been doing intermittent fasting since 2020. And it's like, it's not really, like, I don't consider it a diet anymore. It's just a lifestyle where it's like, mm-hmm. I work from home. I try and work out Monday through Friday. Sometimes, you know, do stuff with the family during the weekends and stuff. But like, I, I know that like, as I get into my, like, I'm at 44, there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that like, I shouldn't be eating. Like I used to, like I eat in college, but what have you seen, especially in your experience working with both, you know, moms to be and dads to be that maybe, you know, just like you said earlier, a lot of things that you're uncovering that we don't think about, but what are some certain things that you have seen that work for other men? And again, everybody's different. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying it a blanket statement, but what have you seen in your experience that works for men as they're looking to prepare to start a family? Yeah. So here's the, the good news about this conversation. And I'm really glad we're having it because um, I'd say the majority of people who buy belly for men are men. So you you guys are thinking about it, which is really amazing. And kudos to you. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it should be something you're proud of, right? You know, get your, getting yourself healthy. Um, and guys, I will say too, like sperm is born every day and it takes three months to mature. And so everything you choose to put in your body or do with your body on the daily affects your sperm, right? So those daily habits are so, so, so important. So, you know, And we say, you know, we do a lot to say, okay, it's important that you make good choices every day. And I know we're not perfect beings. You just try to make the best decisions you can, right? Try to make the healthiest decisions you can. And we realize there are days we might indulge in whatever, you know, more, but just remember that every day is really what your sperm is, is building, maturing and growing force. So, you know, here's great things like your iPhone or your smartphone right? They have apps now that will remind you to take your vitamins. Um, Wrap it into other things you do. So you mentioned if you're working out, you take your vitamins, you put it by your toothpaste, right? So building those daily habits is really, what do I do on the daily? Do I make coffee in the morning? Put them by your coffee, right? Do I, you know, work out at at three, you know, then you, you know, set an alarm on your phone. Um, There are lots of apps right now that will remind you, you know, to, to, keep going with your, with your daily habits. And I think that's been super helpful to everybody overall. Um, but do remember that every day you make those decisions it affects, you know, especially your overall health. And then of course your sperm health. No doubt. I think, you know, it's not just 
having, you know, a, a nice healthy lifestyle while you're trying to get pregnant. And then once, mm-hmm. you know, you're pregnant, it's like, oh, no, you should still keep it going because if you want to have more than just one child or whatever the case may be, and you want to be around for your kids. I remember, you know, especially for my wife, it's like, oh, this is the best time for us to get pregnant this part of the, you know, the month and all that. And, you know, again, going to, the, you know, the doctor being like, all right, these are the best times look like you're for, for your cycle and all that. I think no matter what, it'll also be a great way to lay the foundation of balance or working together. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that like men would kind of get on their own like regimen to be the most optimal when they're looking to have a family being like, all right, this is like, let's say the 19th of the month. This is the most, most optimal time for us to try for our kids. Like that's what the, you know, the the spouse is saying, the wife is saying, how can the men kind of like sync up their calendars to make sure that they're going along, you know, with their spouse? I don't know if there's a, a cycle sync for men. Um, I will say though, it is one thing you said is super important is that um, your trying to conceive journey doesn't start the day that you decide to try and have a baby, right? So those choices you make two, three, you know, year, you know, years before that um, matter. Um, and that three to six month preconception window matters as well. So make sure you're getting yourself healthy. Cause again, it takes three, three months for sperm to mature. So you want to show up, you know, um, with, you know, with the healthiest sperm that you can when you need to be there. So I would just say, just get your body ready, right? The best thing you can do, we always say it takes two. It's kind of our, it's our slogan here. It does take two. Um, but that three to six month preconception window is when you really need to, um, you know, really start to think about making sure that you're making the right decisions to support your sperm health, because that is the best way you can show up to, for your partner. And that's the best way you can show up for your future little you. Um, and, you know, so when you're, you know, it's time and it's time to get to that baby making that, that you, you know, you're already prepared to do that. So, um, and I find it so interesting, like, you know, most of the, you know, the sex education classes we've had is all about either preventing getting pregnant, right. Or whatever it may be, but we don't talk about really what it means to be proactive in your reproductive health. But, you know, for guys, I think, you know, um, yeah, that three to six months before you start to think about trying to conceive, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, because every every day your sperm is being made by whatever you're choosing to do with your body that day. So that's the best way to show up to your partner. That's the best way to show up for your future little you. Awesome. And I kind of now, before we finish off the Father Quick Five, I kind of want to tie motherhood and, you know, parenthood with, with belly. And you mentioned it earlier, like, you know, bringing your kids down for you and your husband to kind of show, like, you know, write out the whiteboard and like, throw off ideas you said your oldest she wants to get into the you know be an entrepreneur as well what have you know the comments you guys the discussions you might be having are are probably i think are probably fantastic in your household but like what have they asked you is like your oldest especially oldest come talk to you like all right how do you start like they must be like feel really cool to see that their mom is an entrepreneur how much do you guys talk about entrepreneurship not just for your oldest but just for your family in general and and the great work you're doing with belly well, I always say to my kids, it's like entrepreneur is not a job. It's just a way of getting something done. So whether, you know, we always say first and foremost, find your passion because mm. if you find your passion. One, you won't look at it so much as a job versus something I love to do every day. And two, you'll find you'll, you'll, you know, the money will come. Right. And so it, entrepreneur is just one way to get that done. So you can be an entrepreneur within a big company, right? You can find yeah. innovation groups. So there's lots of ways to, you know, to, to kind of find your maximum impact 
Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be one or the other. That's just a way to get things done. It's not who you are, it's what you do. So I think first and foremost, we really, really encourage them to find what they love because then everything will fall into place from there. No doubt. And you kept talking about like, it doesn't have to be one or the opposite. It can be like a couple of mixture of things. Again, we were talking earlier about balance, right? The idea mm-hmm. of like the sense of like, it's good to be balanced in all aspects of your life. So I love that. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for uh, sharing that. And, and I hope my audience that, you know, look, if they're looking just to have another child or begin a family that they will obviously take your, uh, take your products because, you know, you want to be at your most optimal health. So thank you very much. Favorite family movie right now. Do you guys have one? Top Gun. Without a doubt. One and two. We're a huge Top Gun family. Awesome. Now this could go either way. Any like genre or band, like music or genre of music that you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to over on the flip side, did they introduce you to a band or like a genre of music that you're like, had no idea you would like, but they kind of paved the way for you liking that certain band or genre of music. All right. I am a huge country music fan. Nice. So they love country music. In fact, um, my daughter goes to school in Alabama. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with my country music, but I grew up in Idaho. So, you know, it was a little bit different. Um, but I think too, like, and I, I'm a big Coldplay fan. So I think my influence would have been more on them versus them on me okay. um, at this point. <laughs> cool. Nice. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Um, you know, just all together. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, we've kind of encouraged our kids, even though they've had their own kind of individual sports, but we've kind of looked at what we can do as a family. And we've centered that around tennis, skiing, and we've yet to do golf. It's on our list, but we've yet to do that. So right now our golf experience is at top golf. Um, but you know, it's those things we can do together, um, that we can stay active, um, and appreciate each other. And, and that's kind of where we've kind of centered our, our things to do. Nice. You mentioned activities. The next question is like favorite for you personally, maybe not just for the family, but if there's like, you know, they say, Hey mom, we want to do what you want to do today. Today's a mom day. Best activity to do with your family is what? Tennis. Nice. Although okay. I just got into pickleball. <laughs> nice. I That's did. Awesome. Nice. It's like huge, but I'm loving it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, uh, we started that like maybe a few months ago, my, my daughters and my wife and I, and we, we actually played last weekend. It's, it's fun. It's, it's just a cool way to like a different take obviously on tennis. So that's awesome. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a mom. What would you want them to be? Loving, um, supportive and inspirational. Awesome. Great three words right there. People support Joni and her company over at belly. Go to bellybaby.com. That's B E L I baby.com again i really appreciate you not only supporting the art of father but also to helping families lay a great foundation right we see so many things in news where people are trying to get pregnant or they're not like our health maybe sometimes goes to the wayside but you said like you need to start that foundation it should be a journey together where it's not just ba- you know just fully on the wife to get you know ready for the baby it should be on both ends and again it creates that great balance but again thank you so much for your time i wish you and your family continued success and again i really appreciate the work that you're doing perfect thank you so much i really enjoyed it thank you I want to thank March of Dimes and Medela for sponsoring this week's Art of Fatherhood podcast. They do fantastic work looking to create a great balance between work and family life. Make sure you follow them on their website and social media accounts to stay informed about everything that they're doing to help out communities all over the world. Also, when you're online, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. 
I'd greatly appreciate it. And also check out artoffatherhood.net. Not only is the podcast there as well, but you can check out the weekly columns like Collector of the Week, the Dad's Doing It Right column. I share my thoughts and views on fatherhood. And sometimes my family contributes to my website as well. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.